Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is a CC Radio podcast. Ah, childhood. The sweetest time, the most innocent time, the most murdery time. No, that can't be right. Or is it? I'm Amy Patterson. And I'm Rachel Webb and we are fangirling over another Crime Time episode. This is our Kitty Killer edition. Kitty Killers. Kitty Killers. Now, this is not people who kill children. No, this is children <laughs> no. who killed people. This is because ch- <laughs> children... <laughs> Are not people. No, <laughs> they are the devil. These children are the devil. Like Vicky Valencourt. <laughs> my 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 mom says that uh, these children are the devil. <laughs> Vicky Valencourt's the devil. <laughs> Ain't playing no foosball. Foosball's the devil. <laughs> my mama says that. Uh, what is it? Alligators? Because they got on them teeth. Said no toothbrush. <laughs> That's the punchline. I can't remember what. <laughs> We have to do this because it is such – this subject is heavy. Oh, yeah. We were just saying how this one's going to be rough. We always feel mentally drained mm. after crime time. Yeah. <laughs> like podcasts that focus solely on crime time, hats off to you. Yeah, honestly, I don't know how you do it. You, you know what? That's probably because they drink so much wine. Yeah. We haven't had wine and crime for a while. Yeah. Because we keep recording midweek. <laughs> We're so stupid rude. fools. We're silly fools. But that's what happens this time of year, isn't it? Mm. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. so this like this subject, children who kill. Yeah, it's really like it brings up that whole nature versus nurture thing, mm. doesn't it? It sure does. Like, because you know, I've got my little ones. Yeah. And people are always like, "They're such good boys. You've done mm. such a great job." And I'm like, "They were born good kids." Yeah. You know, and it's like I would love to just turn around and take all of the credit mm. for them. But honestly, and I keep saying this and people are like, no, take some of the credit. <laughs> I, I don't think I can mm. because literally they were born with their personalities. I don't feel like I've done anything to mould them. Yeah. Like obviously there's a great deal to do with the fact that they live in a stable, mm. loving environment, which means that that nature isn't tainted yes you know so we've taken you know they were born with what they have and Mm -hmm. we've just kind of nurtured it yeah you know but they are inherently good Mm -hmm. children yep you know they They are good human beings yes so if they retain what they have now they will be great adults Mm -hmm. too Mm -hmm. you know with the exception of the occasional temper tantrum yeah which we all have let's be honest yeah you know not Mm -hmm. necessarily over the the fact that it's my turn sort of thing. But that's things that children get over and they learn and whatever. Yeah. But we're talking about like kids as young as 10, 11, 12, yes. you know, who are naughty. Straight up murdering people. Yeah. And oftentimes showing no remorse. Yes. So your your case yes. is um, one girl who killed more than one person. Yep, that's right. My case is two 
boys mm-hmm. who killed one person. Yes. And strangely enough, in my research, because yes, you guessed it, I actually prepared today. Aye. I actually have in-depth notes. It doesn't that's mean I'm going to do cause for wine. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It doesn't mean I'm going to do a great job at storytelling because it is <laughs> not my forte. But I did find in my research that these cases are actually connected in some way down the line. Yours and mine. Yeah. I'll tell you how when I share mine. Oh my goodness! As I okay, get well, the fuck out. So what? Uh, well, then who's going first? Am I going first? Well, or are you going first? well, you'll have to go first. I'll have to go first. Otherwise, I'll spoil your. Oh my goodness! I'll spoil yours. Yeah, that's exciting because yours know. is so much longer. Like long ago. Yeah, long ago. Yeah, it happened after. I, I knew what you meant. <laughs> We're already getting heavy here. <laughs> um, it happened. This circumstance, I guess, happened much later after the actual instances of the murderies. So okay, all right, all right. Well, I suppose I I will just kick into mine then. Yep, let's go. So the two. Killers that I'll be talking about today mm-hmm. are John Venables and Robert Thompson. Yes. This, uh, you know what, I'm going to put a little warning in here. We are literally talking about children who kill. Yes. And quite often children who kill are children who kill other children. Yeah. Because, you know, they're not kind of big enough to kill adults. Yes. So, warning, we will be talking about children dying and stuff. Yeah. So we'll also be talking about children killing. Yeah. Because that's what this is all about. It's a double-edged sword. Yes. Um, so this happened in, um, February 1993. Yep. So I was old enough to understand what was going on. I was not, but um, this is exciting and new It for did me. not happen here mm-hmm. in Australia. This did happen in Merseyside, England. Yep. Um, I, so yours also happened in England, which mm-hmm. is why it's not in the most surprising thing in the world that they're somehow connected. Yeah. But, you know, at the same time, it's like, well, England's a fairly it's large massive. place. Yeah. So, also, there know. was quite a timeline between. Anyway. Yeah, big, big timeline between. Yeah. So I remember like just a little bit of a background. I remember um, seeing on the news this kind of – you know, I was old enough to understand what was going on, but not not in, to a massive extent. Mm-hmm. But I remember looking at the news and seeing this um, CCTV footage. It was 90s, so quite grainy. Yeah. But it was two boys holding the hand of a, a younger boy, a two-year-old, a toddler. Mm-hmm. And I remember that the news, the news um, story was about them leading him out of a shopping centre and that mm-hmm. then the boy had been found dead. Yeah. Um, so it was me going like, what? Mm, like as a child going, you know, because being around the same age, mm. not exactly, but around the same age. Yeah. So if they were if they were 10 and 11 in 1993, that made them, you know, three, four years older than me. Yeah. Um, so me going like, oh, that can't be right. Why would... Why would they do Why that? Why would they steal mm. a child? That's right. So, as it happens on this day um, in 93, um, Denise Bolger was um, doing the shopping with her two-year-old son, James. Mm-hmm. And um, she went I, – I will – I remember the story so clearly because it sticks out as – I also have little boys. Mm. Um, and she went to the butcher shop and he kind of – was like, uh, you know, wandering around as, as toddlers do. And she had she had him in her sights for most of the time and she would have only taken her eyes off him for a matter of seconds. Yeah. 
you know, and these two, you know, like then then he was gone, mm-hmm. and they didn't find him until they found his body on the train tracks quite quite a while away. Yeah. So, in the investigation into how James was killed, um, it was kind of there. There was a lot of um, stuff that was discovered. You know, um, they found they. You know, he had been he had been kicked and he had been stomped on and mm. he had had bricks and stones thrown at him. There was paint splashed on him. Um, most, most, well, one of the most disturbing things was that he had been beaten with an iron bar. Mm. Um, and the very, very most disturbing thing was that they had found um, like double A batteries inserted mm. into him. Goodness. So they said that he had. Suffered so many injuries, 42 in 42 total. 42 in yeah, a little body. That none could be isolated as the fatal bro- blow. Mm. So they laid him across the rail- railway tracks and weighted his head down in with rubble in hopes that a train would hit him mm. and make his death appear to be an accident. Oh, my God. And after they left the scene, um, the body ended up being severed. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, during the investigation, um, they found the CCTV footage of, of two boys approaching James mm. and leading him out of the, um, of the shopping centre. And there were, like, when they kind of went around and they questioned and they were viewing other CCTVs and things like that, a lot of people actually witnessed them walking with James and at some point, you know, he was crying and mm. even though people would stop and ask and be like, you know, is everything okay? Mm. Uh, one of them, John or Robert, would, would answer, oh, yeah, it's just my brother, you know, he's he's having a cry because we've got to go home now yeah. and he doesn't want to go home but we're going home. Mm-hmm. And nobody would think twice because, you know, this this kid came up with such a quick mm-hmm. lie mm-hmm. To, to cover their tracks and, and cover what they were doing. So um, what, what it had turned out is that – so they both came from – John and Robert both came from like – very bad backgrounds, mm-hmm. um, different to each other. Um, Robert Thompson was brought up kind of with five older brothers. They used to beat on him mm. and, and all of that, you know, really poor and everything like that. That that area, Bootle, was quite a poor area. Mm. And um, John Venables, I think, had been interfered with, let's say. Right. And had a had a bad background in, in that sort of way, you know, a lot of abuse and had to witness other abuses going on and things like that. Mm. So both disturbed children, um, John Venables in particular, were they his teachers in that noted that he w- he had a really really horrible temper, mm. and his dad would y- used to like make him watch very violent movies and things like that. Not that I think that that really has anything to mm. do with it, but mm-hmm. it certainly doesn't help if somebody's already has a disturbed mind. Yeah, that's gonna kind of uh, reinforce neg- that sort of negativity. And, yeah, yeah, you know whatnot. So 
they, you know, they eventually arrest these these two boys. I have not even, I've barely looked at my notes. You know it all off my Look heart. Look at me go. <laughs> so they arrest, they arrest these boys. Um, they are like the youngest convicted murderers in modern British history, like to yep. this day. Um, modern British. Modern British, yes. British history, because we'll go into that later. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they arrest them, they talk to them, they do that classic, oh, you know, Robert saying, it was all John, I was just mm. following what he was doing and then like, look at me, my British accent. I know, British I was accent. like, oh, it was a little bit of a British. And then, and then you know. Are was you it, from it, London? <laughs> and it was all Robert and he was the ringleader and blah, blah. But really... Um, when when we when we look further into the future, because okay, they were they were arrested, they were tried, they were sentenced. Yep. Um, you know they they actually changed history in terms of law and whatnot, and how you can sentence children and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and all of that. And then they later repealed the law um, and raised the age of criminal responsibility again from 10. So it was at 12 mm-hmm. and then they lowered it for these kids and yeah. then re-upped it because they realised that, well, they realised, I say this in inverted commas, mm. that children can't really be held criminally responsible for their actions at age 10. Mm. I beg to differ. Same. Particularly if you've straight up beaten a two-year-old to death. There was intent there to do that. Yeah. And there was they a sexual nature. And yeah. like obviously there's a whole lot of other factors that that have come into play there. But at the end of the day, um, you know that killing somebody is a bad thing. You know yeah. that beating somebody up is a bad thing at mm-hmm. age 10. So if that's been done to you and you don't like it, and then you go and do it to somebody else. That's not because you don't know any better. Mm. You do know better. You're you know just what angry. It feels like. and exactly, yeah. and you're acting out, and you're taking your anger out on another person, and it's not good. Mm-hmm. So um, they have been released. Yep. Um, fuck. <laughs> and there's been this whole thing about. I see. I am deliberately not going to linger on what happened to James mm-hmm. because I don't think that that's what's important here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I think we, that we really need to focus on these two killers and, and what they did. Um, so in, in the time since they've been released, there have been several lawsuits around them. Yep. This being people going on Facebook, Twitter, social media, revealing their identity because part of the terms of their release was that they were to be kept Uh, be be given new identities Mm -hmm. and those identities were never to be released and, you know, so that they can be rehabilitated and go on living their lives. Yeah. Um, Again, that's not something that I agree with, but Mm -mm. whatever. Well, James didn't get the choice to do that, did he? No, he didn't. Um, John Venables. So, Robert Thompson has has stayed fairly under the radar aside from the times that people have deliberately um, released his identity and then they have to move him again and so on and so forth. John Venables, though has been like arrested and rearrested and rearrested. He's just been in and out of jail right up until I think 2019 mm-hmm. um, where, you know, he's had – so 2019 there was this whole controversy because he was up for release again, mm. like his latest release, but 
the huge controversy is that they were giving him another new identity mm. and sending him to either New Zealand or Australia. Oh, and we there don't was this, want him. There was this whole petition and I remember like literally shaking and crying because mm. I thought, you know, at in 2019, I have little boys. Yeah. And I don't want this person because some of the arrests and re-arrests have been around children still. Material. Yeah. Possession of certain materials. Right. right. You know, and so there is clearly something very, very wrong with this person and he's never been able to truly rehabilitate. I don't know what Robert Thompson's doing and, and what's mm. gone on with him, but certainly he's remained out of the public eye, which is probably a good thing. Well, I don't understand how you would give him another new identity when he has committed this crime under his new identity. And, you know, in Australia, you require, you know, offenders such of that nature yeah, to be put to on, be a on a registry. So, people should know who he is. Which was which is the entire point yeah. of the petition. Yeah. And also the fact that, okay, I know that we're part of the Commonwealth, but and I know that that's how we started, but yeah. you can't just send your crims here anymore. No. We are our own country now. Yeah, and we got enough. <laughs> Yeah, we've, we've got, got enough crims. We've got enough crims and pedos. Don't yeah. send them over here. Don't send us your kitty killers. No. We don't want them. No, we're jo- just trying to bounce back from the last time you did that. And John Venables, if you're listening, I doubt it. I fucking hope not. <laughs> me too. But at me, bro. Yeah. Fucker. At me. I will fuck you up. She'll fight you. <laughs> She'll fight you right in the face. I'm going to fight you right in the face. Yeah. And then try and stay anonymous, John. Yeah, John. Mm, That's fucked up, all of that situation. Um, Really, really, truly fucked up. And I want to shout out to all of the people who have tried to reveal their identity. (laughs) So to you, man, in 26-year-old man in March 2012, thank you. Thank you. Thank you also to... The two men in April 2013 and also the man from Liverpool in uh, November 2013 mm-hmm. and uh, Tina Malone in March 2019. Yeah, Tina. Because she was given an eight-month suspended prison sentence for posting his identity on John Venable's identity on Facebook. Worth it, Tina. In January 2020. Oh. A 53-year-old woman received a prison sentence of eight months suspended for 15 months because in November 2017, she had published an alleged photograph of Venables on Facebook with the advice, share this as much as possible. <laughs> I say good for you, 53-year-old woman from Atmanford. You guys are the real MVPs. <laughs> You're the real MVPs. <clears throat> Here we go. Okay. Um, in late June 2019, it was reported that British officials had considered resettling Venables in Australia or New Zealand due to the high costs behind protecting his anonymity. <laughs> British authorities had re- reportedly spent £65,000. Just put him back in jail. In legal fees to keep his identity a secret. In response to media coverage... Our lady, New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinta Ardern, remarked that Venables would need an exemption under the 
Immigration Act and that he shouldn't bother applying. Oh, wonderful. Fuck, I love her. Thank you, Jacinda. Mama Jacinda. And um, ScoMo. (laughs) Auntie Cindy. And ScoMo, take note because he shouldn't bother applying here either. And if he does, then he needs to be um, on the proper registries. And uh, I think he needs to be outed and doxxed. Absolutely. That's how we deal with every other perpetrator of that nature. So I don't understand why he would be any different. The crimes he has committed were as an adult recently the recently yeah the recent ones that were as an adult no standing on his background of being you know yes he was a child killer all right yeah he's kept on committing these crimes he's kept on committing crimes he just now he needs to face the music he can't stop can't stop won't stop well (laughs) just like just like miley's are yeah (laughs) he's gonna ride in on a wrecking ball so i'm just gonna leave you now with a little bit about what um what the um, judge said when he had sentenced them. Okay. He said, Thompson and Venables have committed a crime of unparalleled evil and barbarity. Mm -hmm. In my judgment, the conduct was both cunning and very wicked. It is my recommendation that they should be kept in custody for very, very many years to come. That's right. I do this... Because the public interest overrides the interest of the defendants. Yes. Gavel drop. Gavel drop. (laughs) That's the judge's version of a mic drop, right? Bam. Yeah. Dun, dun. (laughs) Dunk, dunk. That's what that is. It's two gavels dropping. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We've solved that mystery. Wow. That is heavy. Very heavy. I just can't understand. It just baffles me, the unfairness of all of that, that ending, Mm. you know? Yes. Um, Oh, and I should note just very quickly, um, uh, James Bulger's family, his parents, Mm -hmm. um, are split but both okay Mm -hmm. and remarried more children um, happily getting on with their lives. That's good to hear. There's a silver lining. Yeah. And James... Sorry about it, kiddo. Sorry, James. Hey, wherever you are, you're having a good time. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, moving on to my uh, content for the Kitty Killers episode. Yeah, Kitty Killers. Yeah. Um, I just get so excited. <laughs> it's not a good topic, but we are pumped for fangirling. Sorry about it, people. Okay, so I am going to be talking about a little lady, lady sorry, named Mary Bell. Mary Bell. Mary Bell. Isn't that a cute little name? Yeah, she sounds like a real treat. Mm, she was not. No. Um, so I'll run you a little bit through the early life for Mary because she, mm. similar to um, John and Robert, Robert yeah. had a very shitty start in yeah. life. Um, yeah. And going back to the nature versus nurture type thing, I don't think that that was the only contributing factor to this. I think Mary is just genuinely evil. But Yes. Um, yeah. In her early life, so um, Mary's mother, Betty, was a sex worker Yeah. Um, who was often absent from the family home. Um, Mary was her first child and she was born when Betty, her mother, was only 17. Um, mm-hmm. So sex worker, 17 years old, um, mm-hmm. not a good start for Mary. Um, she didn't know who her father was, um, that, but she just kind of adopted a guy named Billy Bell as being her father. Kind of reminds me of um, Shazam. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, the, and Billy was also a criminal uh, who was often arrested for armed robbery. Wonderful. So she didn't have great role models to um, judge her life off. Um, 
there's also a little tidbit of the fact that uh, Betty, Mary's mother, tried to kill her a number of times. Yes. Um, so family members strongly suggested that Betty had more than once attempted to kill Mary and make her death look like an accident for the first few years of her life. Mm. Um, so this included things like uh, when Mary fell, in inverted commas, from a window when she was accidentally consuming sleeping pills. Um, and there are eyewitness accounts of Betty actually giving uh, Mary, her daughter, Sleeping pills as sweets, so trying to play them off as oh, lollies. Oh, they were lollies. And here, here, have some more of these um, and going all along on that. So uh, there's also many, many accounts of Mary being uh, subjected to repeated sexual abuse and prostitution. So her mother was pimping her out. Essentially, yes. That's disgusting. When she realised she couldn't kill her, she then said, well, I'll find another use for you mm. and pimped her out. Um, See, this is when it really makes you question, hey. Yeah, so she was four years old when she was first uh, sold off to a man for sexual advances. Yep. Wow. Four. She four. was four. Uh, so the same age. How old was James when he passed away? Two. Two. Okay. That was a little bit off. But, you know, yeah. you get the point. Four years old. Not a good time. Um, There are also – there is, sorry, also a lot of content when you're sort of researching Mary about the effects of this fall that she had out of the window when her mother tried to kill her when she was very young. Mm. Um, and doctor's reports actually uh, noted that she had suffered from brain damage as a result of the fall. Oh, so it could be like a frontal lobe situation. Yes, it was. So um, – and that kind of added to the childhood abuse she had experienced um, and she had a lot of damage to her prefrontal cortex, which is obviously associated with um, voluntary control, movements, yeah. right, uh, and decision-making. Mm. So setting the scene for all of that, obviously she didn't have the best upbringing, but she definitely made decisions of her own moving forward. Right? Yes. Yeah. So they say that the decision making can be affected by this kind of stuff. I don't know how much I buy in but that sense. It, yeah, because I do know, like I was, you know, I, I know a bit about this case. Yeah. And from from what I remember, there was the decision possibly to kill mm. may may have been a, as a result of the prefrontal blah 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 but yep. some of the stuff that she did exactly. afterwards exactly. was just messed up yeah which i'll get into now so i'll talk about um the murders right so like we said mary here um was associated with two murders um mm. in her time mm -hmm. um so, the first uh, murder happened on the 25th of May, 1968. Yes. So, obviously, timeline well before um, poor little James. But yeah. uh, the day before her 11th birthday, uh, so she was 10, almost 11, yeah. Mary Bell strangled four-year-old Martin Brown. Um, she was believed to have committed this crime alone. So Is this the one at the construction site? Yeah, a derelict yeah. house, they call it. So, yeah. one that had been condemned. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, uh, yep, she took Martin there and strangled him to death. Um, when he was found, the police actually, they found saliva all over his face. Oh. So they assume, they first thought that he had suffocated of natural causes, like mm. he'd actually, you know, died of something and just sort of collapsed in this house mm. and they were sort of treating it as not suspicious. Um, and then when they investigated further, they actually realised he had been strangled oh. um, and he had been murdered. Um, and the saliva on his face was from Mary 
forcing a hand over his mouth mm, to stop him to stop him from, from screaming yeah. and, and xyz so imagine the strength that you know this girl yeah. would have had to possess to one hold down this four-year-old boy and then strangle him that's to what death. i'm thinking like the rage yeah that exactly. would have to be behind that you yeah. know and that that goes into she must have just felt so angry about everything about her life about who know who knows who what knows mary what? was feeling but the action was never – it's never justified, That's right? That's so disgusting. It is. There's not a lot of information about um, this particular murder because this isn't the one that she got um, a, most of her coverage for, right? Yeah. She wasn't caught in that sense until mm. the second murder had been committed. Yes, yeah. Um, which was uh, the second killing she actually had a friend or a, an accomplice, I guess. Her name was Norma Joyce Bell, not related. Not related, yeah. Yeah, just a freaky, freaky coincidence. Mm. Norma was 13. Um, so in oh, – Also, Norma was older. older. She was older. So she was being led by 11-year-old Mary. That's so strange, yeah, because like the stuff that I've read about it was that Mary was very much the leader. She was. In the she relationship. was the ringleader. So naturally, I just thought Norma was younger. Yeah, no, she just had no balls. Norma, wow. she just followed along. Um, and it was much of a similar thing when we do get onto the, you know, the police. Obviously, they find out, they mm-hmm. sort it all out, and doing the questioning. Norma was essentially like, it was all Mary. Mary did it all. Same as Robert and John, except yeah, Norma when- never got convicted of anything. Well, because she didn't do anything. Exactly. Um, so she walked away, but. The second killing um, was the two two girls, mm. excuse me, um, and they broke into and vandalized a nursery, um, which in which they actually before they actually committed this this second killing, yeah, um, leaving notes that claimed their responsibility for Martin Martin, yeah, right, and which the police they dismissed it as a prank. They didn't actually correlate everything until the second murder happened which was on the 31st of july 1968 so the same year yeah right? so in may and then again in july so very quickly after very the other close, yeah um so the two girls strangled uh three-year-old brian howe on a wasteland oh. in a wasteland area um after after the murdering but before the body was discovered mary actually returned to the scene um like i guess many serial killers do um Possibly to relive the experience, similar mm. to like a Ted Bundy vibe. Yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. Um, and in that time, uh, she actually mutilated the body of Brian Howe, who was three years old. And this is where it's messed up. You know how we we're talking about before how, yes, mm. okay, maybe she did have a bit of decision-making problems and Mm. you know she decided to go and kill somebody Mm. she actually then made the conscious decision to return to the scene of the crime and mutilate this body so she um cut uh the letter m into his thigh with a pair of scissors presumably for mary for mary um she uh what else did she do many many things she mutilated his penis removed a clump of his hair um cut into his leg and Stabbed him with some scissors. He was already dead at this point. So she did all of that, dusted her hands and then walked away. See, this is this, this is exactly the sort of thing yep. that makes you go, uh, hello, that's yeah. not poor impulse control. Not at all. Um, so I guess once the body of uh, Brian was found, the police sort of clicked and they were like, right, uh, the first body, the letters at the nursery, this body, something, something has to is connect. connecting in here. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it was actually the letters that 
made them realize what had happened and mm. xyz anyway they ended up arresting both the girls um and it's actually noted in some of the you know documentation about the conviction and the imprisonment of well, mary because yeah lorna did not Norma didn't do anything yeah she did not become uh, sorry she did not get sentenced to anything but both of the girls were noted to be um acting strangely during the investigation and interrogations um so it was really difficult for the police to figure out what their exact involvement was. Yeah. I mean, these, you know, 11 and 13. You don't think that they're responsible. No, that's right. But the 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 thing that's noted the most is that the girls made up wildly different stories with Mary making up entirely a person who, like an eight-year-old boy who had been there and done all of this stuff. Right. And she made him up. He didn't exist. Like the quick, like the quick line. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and... Yeah, so they ruled that out. They were like, well, no, Mary, that didn't happen, blah, blah, mm. blah, all that kind of stuff. And she was kind of like, oh, yeah, no, that didn't happen. Like she was generally fucked up. Um, when this is actually a quote from some of the um, evidence submitted, I guess, against the mm. case. Uh, one of the statements is, when questioned about the murders, both Norma and Mary would often burst out into laughter. And the day that Brian Howe was buried, investigators noticed Mary laughing as they lowered his coffin into the earth. So she was not Did it, right. Didn't she also go to visit the mother of mm. one of them and be like. Taunting. Yeah. Like, yeah. can I see him? Yeah. And then she's like, no, darling, he's dead. And she's like, yeah, no, I want to see his body. Yeah. She, I think um, that there is showing she had no real understanding of what it meant to be not gone you know like that makes sense she was just fucked up i don't know though i yeah there's part of me that's like maybe it was like this she couldn't grasp the concept that she had killed somebody but then there's the other part of me that's like she's gone to taunt Mm. the mother i think it's a bit of both Mm. i think it genuinely is like the eyewitness you know, accounts of her laughing mm. at things like this. You either think that's a deeply disturbed and mentally unstable person, or that's mm. a person who has made these decisions and is now like taunting, laughing the world. about it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and at that point, she hadn't been sentenced, so she was still sort of roaming mm. around. Um, so then, in December of 1968, so remember, the last murder happened in July, uh, so it took quite a few months for mm. the sentencing to actually occur. So Norma Bell was acquitted, but Mary Bell was convicted of manslaughter only on the grounds of diminished responsibility, which is a partial defence that reduces the offence from murder to manslaughter. Mm. Um, and this this actually allows the judges the judge to sentence at his or her discretion. Okay, right? so allowing that to happen. Um, I think now it's it's called termed voluntary manslaughter. Okay, right? Yeah. Um, so they lowered the um, what do they call it? It's basically so that you don't have like a minimum or maximum yes. sentence. Yes. It's it's that it's okay, look, this person has killed somebody voluntarily. Yes. But they are of diminished capacity. Exactly. So therefore you get to decide what How happens. How much they go, where they yeah. go and what they do. Yeah. Um. So the jury took their lead from uh, the diagnosis of a court-appointed psychiatrist who described Mary as displaying classic symptoms of psychopathy. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. She's a psychopath. She's a psychopath, yeah. Right? Um, 
Then, so yeah, this is similar to sort of the quote that you'd read out earlier from the judge. The judge described her as dangerous and stated that she posed a very grave risk to other children and the world. Yeah, absolutely. Um, She was sentenced to be detained at Her Majesty's Pleasure. Right, which effectively means an indefinite sentence of imprisonment. Yeah, that's initially what John yeah. Venables and Robert Thompson were. She's free now. Yeah, just to as are they. Spoiler alert. Yeah, but um, does she have a kid? Yeah, we'll get to that. Mm. Um, and so this is where we get a little bit of our stories intertwining. Okay? Oh my god! So Mary was initially sent to Red Bank Secure Unit in Newton Lewillow's Land. I never say this right. Lancashire. Lan- Lancashire. Lancashire, which was the same facility that housed John Venables, one of James James's killers, 25 years later. So 25 years between them, they both ended up at the same place. At the same facility. Yep. Yeah. Messed up. Right. It's a place for child psychopaths. Psychopaths. (laughs) After her conviction, uh, Mary was the focus of a great deal of attention from the British press and also from German magazines. Um, her mother repeatedly sold, stor- sold stories about her to the press mm. um, and gave them writings that she claimed to be of from her daughter. From Mary. Um, but they weren't. No, she just made them up. Yeah. Right? Um, Belle herself made, so Mary, sorry, made headlines in September 1977 mm. where she briefly escaped um, from prison. Yeah. Um, her penalty for this was a loss of proven pri- prison privileges for 28 days. Oh, that come on. That was it. Come on. So, uh, we'll move a little bit into life after prison. In 1980, 23-year-old Mary, 23, mm-hmm. was released um, from prison after serving only 12 years. I was going to say that's like, yeah, okay. Yep. And was granted um, a nom- <laughs> anonymity. Anonymity. Like an enemy. Um, including a new name, which allowed her to start a new life. Um She allegedly came back to her hometown a few times during her release. Um, And then four years after her finishing her sentence uh, in 1984, she had a daughter. Uh, So this little girl knew nothing of Mary's past, um, nor did her new husband or anything like that. Um, until reporters discovered Mary's location in 1998 and they had to leave their home with bedsheets over their heads. I actually remember some of the media coverage of that. Yeah. With the bed sheets over their heads and running, blah blah blah. Um, Mary's daughter's uh, identity was originally protected only until she reached the age of eighteen, and then from then on, people would know who she was because she was yeah. an adult. Yeah. Um, however, in two thousand and three, Mary won a high court battle to have her own um, name and her daughter's name uh, there. Sorry, anonymity. 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 Yeah. Um, extended for life. Oh. So for the rest of their life, they would I, be. Uh, look, I can understand done. the daughter. The daughter. Yeah, yeah. And I guess one thing to note in this is Mary didn't do anything further during her release. Like she has not been arrested again. Yeah. Or any of that kind of stuff. You know, like John <laughs> had been. <laughs> um, but. So, because she won that case, mm. it was actually any court o- court order permanently protecting the identity of a convict in Britain is sometimes known as the Mary Bell Order. Oh, so they're probably under the Mary Bell Order. Yes, I'd say so, which is very interesting again. Yeah. Um, this order was then actually updated in 2009 to include her granddaughter. 
So all of oh, that's nice. All of her lineage has been protected. I'm I'm glad that um, she seems to have come good. Yeah. Um. I guess she's yeah. So she her whereabouts is unknown, obviously, because she is still in protective custody. Mm. Um. Some people feel that she doesn't deserve the protection. Um. And June Richardson, who was the mother of Martin Brown, told the media, "It's all about her and how she has to be protected." As victims, we are not given the same rights as killers. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. So there you go. It's yeah. It really. It's so difficult, isn't it? Because you, I hear you know she's got a daughter, she's got a grandchild, yeah. and you know she shouldn't have had the right to do that. No. But seeing that they're all okay, it's I know. like uh, it's very hard. It's double edged really sword with that it's one. Definitely. Really difficult. Yeah, and I don't. You know what? I don't um, forgive her any more or Mm-mm. less than I do John or nope. Robert. I nope. th- still think she's a piece of shit. She's a doing- psychopath. She's a psychopath. She's just a functioning psychopath R- at the moment. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Who knows when that's going to snap? And exactly, what if she gets dementia or something? Yeah. And she goes full cray cray again. Yep. Who knows? Who knows? But there you go. Two oh, tails tied together so a little bit in there. Heavy man. I know. Why do we do this to ourselves? Oh, no. Every time. <laughs> Every time. Uh, that one. What's been the hardest uh, crime time for you? Do you think so far? Oh, well, obviously the one where I had to speak about. Oh yes. Yeah. Of D. My my ghosty friend. Yeah, I can't even think of what would have been hard for me. I think that you, the one that you were talking about, the dude who had the highest kill count. Oh, yeah. He was a piece of oh, shit. He was a piece of shit. Yes, I will back you up on that one. Ugh. That was rough. So rough. And just because it was so disgusting at the same time. Mm. Mm. But anyway, we're done for another crime time. You're welcome, everybody. We put ourselves through this for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is it for this week. We'll be back with another episode next week. But in the meantime, make sure you leave us a five-star review on iTunes and help support the show. And if you want to check out the other great shows on our network, head to ccradio.com.au. I'm losing my voice. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, make sure you join our fangirling fan group on Facebook. That's it. As always, I'm Rachel. And I'm Amy. And And we we just fangirled. fangirled.